0: click and it's recording and we click again and it should give me my slide and is it going to do that it didn't do it let me click it again there we go merry christmas to us all i should have brought my clicker from home i didn't bring my clicker from home and so when you don't bring your own clicker use this is what happens when you don't bring your own clicker So what we're going to do tonight is we are, we are getting, hey, how you doing? Okay, good. Let me throw it back there. Yeah, there you go, all right. Then again, John could be doing this remotely, too. He could be like, oh, look at him. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) so what we're going to do tonight is, let's see Yeah, go ahead, manly, yeah, because I don't need this distraction. Yeah, kind of like the pencil. But we learned something from the pencil, didn't we? Yeah, I had a whole lesson on a pencil in Sunday school this morning. Okay, go ahead and go to the next slide. Yeah, (laughs) go ahead, keep going. Yeah, who are the disciples? Keep going. It's going through its animation for some reason, but that's good, usually. All right, go back, go back, go back, go back. Go back. Peter. Okay, who are the disciples? Peter. So what we want to do tonight is we're going to talk about Peter, and we've got three areas that we're going to cover. Tonight, we're going to talk about, in, in, in one area, three different subjects. Um, defining Peter. We're still going to be defining Peter, which is a lot of work, but we're going to define him, and we're going to start defining his struggles, okay? So go ahead and go to the next. So take your Bibles and turn to John chapter uh, 13, okay? John chapter 13, and the first thing, first struggle we're going to, we're going to define with Peter is his humility issue, okay, Peter struggled, Peter, John Paul, Peter, Peter is who we're talking about, Peter struggled with humility, just like I struggle right now with just being focused on the right thing, okay, but he struggled with humility, and notice what I put up there, the servant that did not know how to serve. Peter and I know. Okay, wait a minute. He's a servant that didn't know how to serve. Okay, And in John, chapter 13, let's go to verses three through eight. Okay, Jesus, knowing that the father had given all things into his hands and that he had come uh, forth from God and was going back to God, got up from supper and laid aside his garments and taking a towel, he girded himself. Now, I want to stop right there on those first two verses. There's some key points in there that we need to address. First thing is, Jesus knowing, we talked about for I know last week. When Jesus knew, when you know something, when anyone knows something, they're sure of it, right? They're positive. Jesus knew, first off. Now, keep in mind, um, fully God, fully man. He's fully in the flesh, right? Jesus is fully in the flesh. Knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands. What are all things? When he says all things, what are they? All things, everything, there's nothing that's been held back. There's not a portion that that God said you couldn't you couldn't have. There's not there's nothing like that, except for when you were talking about his. Um, his own sovereignty, that's what God, but God, Jesus was given all things. So when and even and, and he was given it even in that form that he was in. OK, in the form of a man, he was given it now. But but get this. And that he had come forth from God and was going back to God. There's a reason why this is written in here. He had come from God and he's going back to. Jesus knew where he came from, where he was going. But also he knew that now that I'm going back to God, these guys that I'm leaving here have to be ready to do what they need to do. Okay? He's going, he came forth from God to show, teach, and and, and give all this instruction. He's getting ready to go back. That's why when you start reading in John, and I've told you this before, these last few chapters before his crucifixion, he's he's pushed away everyone except for his main 12, okay? And Judas Iscariot is included in that 12, (coughs) okay? Because whether you want to believe it or not, through Judas Iscariot, Jesus had to teach the disciples a lot of things. Okay, they had to learn how Satan was really going to work and that Satan was going to be among them during their entire walk. Satan or his minions or his his demons were going to be at work while you're at work. Okay, when was Satan not at work? Satan was always at work, even while Jesus was at work. Right. And that still holds true today. While we're at work, where is Satan or where is his demons? Yeah, he can't be everywhere because he's not, he's not omnipresent, right? But we know the power of hell is at work in this world today, correct? So that's one reason. So in that core group of 12 men, there was Satan right there in the middle of them, Not that he was one of the disciples, but he was at work in one of them, okay? So Jesus being fully aware of that. So he's still having to teach them how to handle even when, first off, as we're going to talk about, especially with Peter, you know, the disciples spent, prior to the Holy Spirit of God, okay, their time working right next to the devil and didn't know it, okay? The church, Peter, the rock, okay, the foundation of the church, spent its entire time with Jesus working right next to Satan and didn't know it. Matter of fact, openly spoke and included Judas in everything and never recognized, well, why, why wouldn't he even recognize him? Well, the power of the Holy Spirit wasn't there. It was with Jesus, but not with Peter, right? So, now let's look at this verse. He was going back to God, so before he got, before all this happened, he got up, look at verse 4, from supper, okay, and laid aside his garments, and taking a towel, he girded himself. Then he poured water into the basin. Now, verse 5 is key. This is where we're going to deal with the humility issue and began to wash the disciples feet. So this thing started. Jesus is actively washing feet now. Okay, he he began to wash them. Okay, it wasn't that Peter wasn't the first one that he had selected to wash the feet. Right. It says he began to wash their feet. Now, let's keep reading. And to wipe them with the towel, which he was girded. So he came to Simon Peter. Now, this is where Peter's humility, he has this issue. He came to Simon. So Peter is watching all of this happen. Now, the other disciples, they may not have just wanted to say anything. They thought, man, this is Jesus, and he's washing my feet. He's doing one of the worst things that you can, you know, that's that's a humbling thing. But no one else said anything until we get to Peter. See, Peter's lack of humility always caused him to speak up. Because guess what? Peter had a, and this could have been reworded. Peter always thought he was right, too. Okay? (laughs) Peter, even when talking to Jesus, Peter thought he was right. He's telling God how he's wrong. I mean, how many of y'all are willing to tell God when he's wrong? Anybody want to take that up? Anybody? Because we can pray about that right now. You're going to need it. Okay? But Peter always thought he was right. And it's, it's evident right here in this statement. And that's. part of a person that doesn't show humility when they cannot admit they're wrong part of the thing about mending relationships and friendships is humbling yourself it's humbling yourself and saying well wait a minute i'm probably not right about this or even if i am right what does 1 corinthians 6 teach us we some of you that have been on tuesday nights you you've heard this first corinthians chapter 6 i'll tell you what let's go there Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 6. I can use that as a perfect example for you. 1 Corinthians chapter (coughs) 6. And go to verse 7. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and go to verse 7. Some of you that are in class on Tuesday night should have this highlighted already. (coughs) Are we there? Okay, 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Actually, uh, starting with verse 7. Actually then... It is already a defeat for you that you have lawsuits with one another. Why not rather be wronged? Why not rather be defrauded? On the contrary, you yourselves wrong and defraud, you do this even to your brethren. So so instead of admitting that you're wrong just to keep the peace, okay, or instead of just saying, hey, look, I'll "I'll walk away from this. To keep the peace and keep the integrity of the relationship, what happens? You wanna, you wanna have, uh, you wanna be contrite or not contrite, but contrary, in battle. If Bonnie's wrong, yet I don't want to fight either. I want to prove her wrong more. Or I want to fight less. I'm gonna do one or the other. I'm gonna make the wise decision and decide to fight less. Because guess what? Even if she's wrong, don't be agreeing to that. She's in there. Nah, no, nah, hey, yeah, you better. She'll win. She'll win or either I'll, I'll choose to just let her win and be okay with that. <laughs> now, I don't fall into that happy wife, happy life garbage, okay? That's the thing, you know, listen, woman, you get under my feet and you act right. No, just <laughs> Close your mouth, Kim. <laughs> Kim's like, no, you didn't. <laughs> Let's get this, okay? It, it, it says, one, actually, look at verse 7 again. Actually, then it is already a defeat for you that you have lawsuits with one another, why not rather be wronged? Why not rather be defrauded? Peter struggled with that. Go back to John chapter 13. It It does. It does. Because after a while, guess what? It will all calm down. Because, you know, vengeance is not yours. So, Peter had, a, and you're right, you're right, Ms. Linda. So, Peter, let's look at Peter's humility struggle. So, verse 6 in chapter 13. So, he came to Simon Peter. He said to him, Lord, do you wash my feet? Now, he's questioning Jesus' Jesus's motives and Jesus' purpose behind this. He's, you wash my feet? Wait a minute. See, Peter. With Peter, people were here, and people were here, okay? There was a distinct, let's say, not racist, but prejudice towards certain things with Peter. And how many of you know you, you can't have a prejudice? Now, I'm not talking about racism. There's a difference between racism and prejudice. Do you understand the difference between the two? okay. Prejudice is something that you, you hold against someone for whatever reason, whatever. You know, I've been called a car snob. Would y'all agree with that? I'm a car snob. Amen. No. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Everybody agree with that? I'm a car snob. Okay, fine. The at the same time? Yeah, no, no. <laughs> which is uh, conflict of which is, co- which is, yeah, I got you. <laughs> okay, you'd be a car snob and drive a Ford. You just don't no. get it. Well, I don't know. It'd be different if, uh, I, Okay. <laughs> thank you brother mike but see and this and so when you have certain prejudice about certain things your humility factor you you're the humility humility that's in you starts to go down because you're you're thinking well you mm, i'm the head and not the tail whoa 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 whoa! you got to understand what god was saying when he said that I, i'm this and i'm that and i'm this well wait a minute you got to understand you're nothing you have to get that peter has to understand he's nothing and Jesus has to make them understand that you have to become nothing to be something okay you have to become nothing to be something that means the lowest of the what did, wh- who when you walked into a house in this in this um in this uh time frame when you walked into a house and someone washed your feet who was the one that washed your feet the yeah, but it was also, tr- but the lowest, the lowest ranked person in there did the foot washing. But you were, it was considered an act of honor to, for you that somebody would wash your feet. Okay, so the lowest did the most honorable duty in the house. Get that? The lowest ranked person did the most honorable. There's honor in foot washing. Okay. Now, Big Mike, I don't wash your feet, especially after a day of fishing. I I would. Exactly. He He started getting there. Exactly. So look at this. He said, Lord, do you wash my feet? Now, look at verse seven. Jesus answered and said to him, what I do, you do not realize now, but you will understand hereafter. Hereafter, you will understand. And Peter said to him, never shall you wash my feet. Exclamation point. That's a filthy, low-down, dirty job. Never will you wash my feet. Look at what Jesus, look at how Peter's talking to Jesus. (laughs) Never will you wash my feet. Now, look at Jesus's, and Jesus answered, very calmly, I might add, if I do not wash you, you have no part with me. Settle down, Peter. Never will you wash my feet. You got to get it, Peter. You got to humble yourself and be willing to do this. You got to touch what's unclean, Peter. (laughs) You're going to have to. That's what that was his humility issue. Now, jump down to verse 12 In verse 12. So when he had washed their feet and taken his garments and reclined at the table, he said to them. Now, this is what I really want you to get. Do you know what I have done to you? Why? Look at how that's worded. Do you know what I have done to you? What does that mean? I know the wheels are turning. I, Mike's ears are back there smoking right now. What have I done to what I've done to you? What does that mean? What does it mean? Think about it. I want to give you. The he, taught he taught them humility. There was a teaching. But yeah, and I understand, though, he he said, I did it to you. That means get it. He physically touched them. He physically came in contact with them to give them the, it wasn't just a telling of them to do it, it was a showing of how you do it, okay? It it, it was an action, it was an action, it was a commandment or or a direction that was tied to a physical action that physically touched someone, okay? When he says, do you know what I've done to you? He had to go and physically touch each and every one of them. So each and every one of them experienced this uh, personal experience with Jesus, Okay? Because he loved them and he's trying to teach them and what it should have done. Now, also, what he's saying is, you know what I've done to you? I've shown you exactly what humility looks like and servitude looks like. Or servitude looks like. OK, I've done but I've done it to you. Y- you're going to remember something. If I, if I tell you I'm going to pinch you, you know what a pinch feels like? OK, you know what? One, but when I actually pinch you, you're going to remember what it feels like, don't you? OK. It's been done before. It's been, yeah, exactly. I, OK, yeah. I, I would do Brother Charles, but it he's getting around good. Yes, to there's a humility. And right. But Peter, Peter wasn't getting any of that. What was Peter thinking? Because you got to keep in mind, there were some disciples that he was washing their feet before he got to them. What was Peter thinking? Yeah, exactly. I'ma tell I'ma tell everybody, all these guys that are sitting here that are afraid to tell Jesus he's wrong, I'm gonna tell him and I'm gonna show him. I'll do it. I'm the rock. I'm the I'm the rock. Okay? Dwayne Johnson, he wasn't. Okay? And he couldn't do it. I mean, he didn't, but he didn't understand. And then when Jesus says, Do you know what I've done to you? Now let's keep reading. Go let's keep reading right there in that chapter. Okay? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for so I am. If then the Lord and the teacher washed your feet, you also also ought to wash, hey, get this, one another's. One another's feet. He didn't say just other people's feet. He said one another's. That means this group this group that's right exactly you got to show because guess what guess think about the church as a whole where does the most conflict come from the church does it come from the outside or the inside exactly because we're not we, we get just like we do with family where we start becoming we more comfortable we come with church folks the less tolerant we become with church folks okay <laughs> you see what i'm saying you ought to know better. And then we're not willing to wash each other's feet, but then we want our visitors to come in. Hey, I love you. I love you. I love you. And then we're, meow, 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 I, lo- meow, 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 I love you. Meow, meow, meow. That's us. You know, there's a little furball over here going because we're fighting, and then we get to church. Oh, visitors, hold on. Let's go wash their feet. But I don't want yours. One another's feet. You get it? Within each other, within the, the, right here. He's speaking, see, keep in mind, he's not talking to people, yet t- yes, they are lost, we get that, but he's talking to the people that are going to take this message forward, right. that they won't be lost long, except for Judas. The rest of them are going to be filled and empowered with the Holy Spirit of God, and so you're going imi- to, while you're filled and empowered with the Holy Spirit of God, you're going to be charged with unifying, unifying the church. And how do you unify the church? By being humble towards each other. Hmm. Right. Thank you, Miss Anna. Amen. You gonna preach one night? No, you won't. Anyway, just <laughs> but you, huh? <laughs> you get it? You see what's happening? And, and so, but it takes humility to do that within this own bo- your own body right here in this church. Are we a humble church? Would you say yes or no? Would you say we are loving church? We're very loving, but are we humble? And I Don't have to answer that. Sometimes, but sometimes we get on our high horse on certain issues. And we'd rather not be wronged, And every last one of us do it. Thank you, Miss Linda. So look what he says. For I gave you, in verse 15, for I gave you an example that you also should do as I did to you. Keep in mind, do as I did to you. He physically touched them. He physically went out and, and, and showed them this. Now, truly, truly, I say to you, a slave is not greater than his master. Ha! What did he just do? What did he just do? He acknowledged back in verse 14, you call me teacher and Lord. So that means I'm over you. Now I'm calling you slave. That means you're not over me. You're not greater than the master. Now let's read the rest of it so we can get it. Nor is one who is sent greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. In other words, Peter, you gotta learn, or disciples, you gotta learn to humble themselves. See, Peter struggled with this. He struggled with this. Nor is the one who is sent greater than the one who sent him. Jesus is about to do what? Well, he's about to go, but guess what he's gonna do before he's gonna send them out? Matthew 28, right? 19, uh, 18 through 20. He's gonna send them out. So that means that he's they're going under, because he says all authority. Matthew 28. 18 through 20, all authority has been given. So he's sending them. So go, go, go wash their feet. Okay? Now, any questions about that? Any comments? Yes. Yeah. Who knows? Did they? <laughs> you think they would bless you? You think they get that correlation? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> hmm. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. It, it, uh, beautiful he is yeah yeah, you can say yeah he's he's saying look i'm washing your feet i'm doing this come on in we're doing the same thing but also in that humility you know just think about it just think about if i if i if we came through here and we had a monthly someone's designated to wash feet it's foot washing day i don't know how many people would come i don't know how many people get sick if it's their day to wash somebody's feet i don't know yeah, and it has happened. I'm not saying we're going back to that, but I think we just got to get the understanding. Yeah, it is a very good lesson. It's a very good lesson. Because right now, people are sitting here going, ooh, feet. I mean, you know, you think about feet. That's the thing. Is that they are good. Especially in Middle Eastern culture, they're the foulest thing. That's why you knock dust on your shoes. You yeah, exactly. Not to you. Yeah. You know, so that's hey. And yet, we're not willing to wash the feet of, uh, of a human, but we'll eat the feet of a pig. Oh, yeah. Y'all, y'all, ain't, y'all ain't been in the right neighborhood. I'm just going to tell you. Okay. So next slide, please. Def- defining Peter again. The servant that didn't know how to serve. Once again, now in parentheses, we have the assumption philosophy Peter had. Peter was always assuming something. Go to Luke chapter 9. Peter was always assuming something. <clears throat> Luke chapter 9. When you go down to verse 30 and 33, 30 through 33. We're talking about the transfiguration on the mountain. Now let's get a good understanding of this. And behold, two men were talking with him. And they were Moses and Elijah, who appearing in glory, were speaking of his departure, which he was about to accomplish at Jerusalem. Verse 32. Now Peter and his companions had been overcome with sleep. But when they were fully awake, they saw his glory and the two men standing with him. And as these were leaving him, Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses and one for Elijah. Not realizing what he was saying. OK, what happened here? He so running his mouth? First off, he wakes up, you know, and then he gets fully awake and he's like, hey, man, there's more folks than come down to heaven. First off, Peter's assuming this is it. We've <laughs> arrived. First thing that's his first flock i've seen jesus in his glory and moses and elijah have showed up the part the gang's all here this is it this is as good as it's going to get this is the purpose and let's build some tabernacles and start worshiping right here he's not paying it he's not thinking about future glory he's not thinking about any of that peter assumes and then on top of that he assumes he's worthy to build a tabernacle (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> about peter building <laughs> exactly there's none now if nathaniel or philip had been there they probably could have said peter you were kind of wrong there we've read the scripture we know it because nathaniel and Peter, uh, philip had studied they knew but peter didn't so you know first off we, you know, uh, and, and now he's had to—he's had to read a, a little bit about what God did to David, and he wouldn't allow David. He wouldn't allow David to build the ta- the, <laughs> the temple. And then Peter wants to erect. Let's let's build three tabernacles. Okay, Peter, do you really know what you're saying? Do you really understand what you're trying to undertake here? Okay, and first off, you don't even get the whole mission, Peter. You're not understanding it. Look what the scripture says. Go back to verse 31 and read it again. Somebody read it out loud. Read verse 31. Somebody. Who appearing in glory speaking of his departure, which he was about to accomplish at Jerusalem. See, look at that scripture. Now keep in mind, Peter sleep during this conversation. <laughs> Peter sleep during this. He wakes up and sees Jesus, Moses, and Elijah and thinks, hey, we're good. We're good to go. He didn't know that Jesus was laying out the plan to Moses and Elijah, what's going to happen down the road. You know, they're having this conversation about future glory. Peter didn't hear that part. No. He just wakes up and sees. Hey, and then on, and then, <laughs> then, here's the other part. He assumed it's okay to worship Moses and Elijah yeah, as he does Jesus. He does Jesus. It's like he's, putting them he's putting them all together. He assumed the wrong the, Yeah. So now now we're going to read about when God shows up, because this is when God, God's going to show up. and He's going to correct. Now, keep in mind, Jesus didn't have to say nothing to Peter this time. God's going to say something to Peter this time. (laughs) Okay. first off, is because he's 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 equating Moses and Elijah. He's putting them up there with Jesus. And there is no comparison there. Matter of fact, Jesus is just telling Moses and Elijah. he, He once again, not seeking their opinion. Not seeking their approval. Not think, seeking, hey, what do you think we ought to do next? He he ain't discussing no battle plan plans with these guys. He's telling them what he's about to do. That's all he's doing. So Peter assumes he wakes up. Now he can. Re- now here's the other thing. Now are there any pictures during this time? Are there any photographs? <laughs> so he, you know, the word tells us he's he's standing there with Moses and Elijah. Now how does Peter know? Huh? Yeah. How, how does, how What'd you say, Jason? Okay, through the Holy Spirit, or or what? How how do we know? But Peter doesn't have the Holy Spirit yet. But, 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 the presence of God. This this. <laughs> the <laughs> here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. There is a description written. There is a description. After Moses went up on the mountain. So if that's the same thing, right? Okay. Right, but at this time that hasn't happened. So, how, but but here's the whole point. He's still showing up. We know the scripture is saying, and the scripture's not lying. It is Moses and Elijah. I'm not questioning that. We know it's Moses and Elijah. But Peter is waking up and just you know, and you ever notice once again, Peter's waking up. And you you got to kind of want to slap John and James around, too. Because they just let him do it. Hey, Peter, go ahead and do it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. They got, you know, Peter, you know, give it to Mikey. He'll eat anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I Remember those life commercials, you know? Yeah. Give it to Mikey. He'll eat anything. And Mikey would eat anything. It give it to Peter. <laughs> right, Peter. <laughs> you know, can you see James and John back there going, hey, who are them two guys? Yeah, they look pretty holy. They sh- Jesus is shining, and then we got these guys hanging around with him. Man, we ought to build some tabernacles. He's like, "Hey, Jesus," but but get this, get what's happening now, okay? <laughs> Peter, Peter says, "Let's." The the word even says it now. Look look what happens. Let's read verse thirty three again. And as he was leaving him. And as, as these were leaving him, keep in mind, as these were leaving him, so guess who was going away? Who's going away? Elijah and Moses were leaving. As these were leaving him, Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here. Okay? Another assumption. That's another sermon, though. Let us make three tabernacles, one for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah, not realizing what he was saying. A couple of things here. He he's assuming he it was okay to do that because these guys and it's no different than us when we put the creatures out with the winged with the wings on them and put halos on them we assume that's okay, don't we? Well, let me just make this figurine and say it's for God, right? Uh huh. That's what we do. Let me just. Well, doesn't that look holy to y'all? Sure, it's holy. Well, let me write a book, and let me put it in a local Christian bookstore, and guess what? It makes it a Christian book. Doesn't that look holy to you? I bought it out of a Christian bookstore, so, you know. So all of a sudden now, uh, bookstores are a holy place, right? Well, let me go see this movie that mentions God and portrays this stuff and and all of this other things, and say, oh, it's God, it's it's a. Uh, Look, I can tell you, Avengers: Age of Ultron is a godly movie because they quote scripture in it. But it ain't. Yeah, Jesus Christ superstar. Not. I mean, come on. Ultron said in the Age of Ultron, he said, "On this rock, I'll build my church." He said that in the movie. He grabbed a, a, a container of, um, of uh, gosh, I forgot the stuff, vibranium, which is what Captain America shield made. He said, "On this rock, I'll build my church." He quotes scripture the movie wasn't no more holy i was like oh i feel so spiritual (laughs) now ultron is (laughs) ultron knows the word of god so does satan Satan. hello so here we go he didn't realize what he was even talking about doing y'all let's build so he assumed it was okay we assume it's okay that picture right there out there that picture on that wall with jesus down on his knee and the cross on his back what's wrong with it? What's wrong with it? See, y'all didn't think I was going to get to that one just because I got that other thing down. What's wrong with that one? What's wrong with it? What's wrong with it? But we assume it's holy. Now, I know everybody's like, oh, Brother Dave, don't take that picture down. Sister so-and-so. I'm not touching it. I'm not touching it. Huh? Yeah, I'm going to leave it alone. But what's wrong with it? Hey, man there we go. He didn't carry the whole cross. He just carried he 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 just carried the patibulum. The stipes was already in the ground. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, it's got to be okay. Yeah, exactly. that's the other thing. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, he's white and he's got hair like him. It's flowing and just, you know, no perm. Yeah, got red, yeah. So you see? You, you see where we are? Okay, go ahead. Okay. He didn't carry the whole cross. Yeah, see, the cross, yeah, the Roman cross, when... Yeah, when they yeah, it was in two pieces. When they crucified someone, you had what was called the stipes, which is in the ground. And then you had the batibulum, which is the the crossbar beam that they actually carried to the cross. OK, and then you technically. So, you know, Mel, it was wrong. It was good, but it was wrong in that respect because, you know, they actually pulled you up and you would, so think about it, which would have been worse because guess what? His back is already striped and bleeding and then he's sliding up this old tree and then it's hooked up on a nail, okay, up at the top, okay? Cuz it would have been too much work to keep getting the stipes out of the ground and having to stand it back up. So the Romans got efficient. Let's this in the Romans cross was called a tau cross, T A U. It was a cross that like I said, you just carried the patibulum. They were good. They were good at it. They had perfected it. And so you got to keep in mind, think about how far he had to carry that. And that that beam is heavy. You think he could have carried that being fully flesh? No. No one could have, so that's why it was the way it was, okay, so does that answer your question um and and so that that's part of the problem, but once again, we assume that's holy right? We assume it's correct hmm? They wouldn't get it because they hadn't studied the word, right, right. so they got to. Stu- so guess what they should do is look at it and go, "Wow." I need to go find out more should trigger you to get more information. But we all do is we have the assumption philosophy, too. We assume since this person did it or this person said it or this person wrote it, it must be holy. But we don't go back and do our read. Why do you think I teach you out of the Bible? Why do you think Sunday school class? I don't use books. Huh? we assume that the person that put that information in that Sunday school book did all their research and did it right. It's convenient. Studying the word of God is hard. It is sells. It, it sells. Do, you, 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 do you think our local bookstore is nonprofit? <laughs> do you? It's not. You see, and, and, and when you get those books, you see, because what we're trying to do is get people through faster, 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 instead of getting the, the value out of it. Right. Studying the word of God is hard. Anybody who comes to Tuesday night, you know. I mean, last Tuesday night, y'all walked out. Miss, Miss, I'm sorry, Miss Faye's hair turned black. She was, I mean, her head was smoking. You know, it was a lot of information. I mean, you didn't turn, yeah, I didn't tell a story. It went black. What I'm saying is it's a euphemism that it was a lot of information. I even had to stop. You yeah, had to see, she did get none of it. I had to stop. We, we went deep, y'all. But it's that's a lot of work. Anyone in here here who's Eric, Jason, Kent, Mike, anyone else in here, Kent, who's uh, Linda, Bill, y'all have studied, Mike. Y'all have studied the Word of God and prepared a lesson to teach, have you not? You can it's work. And now, now then try doing it four or five times a week. And the man Simon carried the cross part of the way. Yeah. Simon of Cyrene carried the cross part of the way. Which we don't have that because you don't want to give him any glory for anything. He just he was just put in the service. You know, you know, Jesus wasn't guilty. So there wasn't no need for him carrying the cross all the way up there because he wasn't guilty. Well, the word says he carried his cross. Yeah, how many? (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead, Kent. yeah no and And so you can reference it you can reference it and see if it's saying the same thing the spirit is saying but you've got to get a deeper understanding once again scripture says work out your own i've been using the scripture all day work out your own salvation with fear and trembling guess what it means it means put your nose to the grindstone and figure out what you are supposed to be doing and what you should know and how much you know listen That whole word of God is made available to us and it's available to everyone. There is no one that is excluded from except for those who aren't willing to dig into it and find out what it means. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. How many of y'all have I ever told, don't go look it up? Mm -hmm. Who have I ever told that to? I want you, yeah, exactly. I want you need to go study it. Uh, Miss Liz, she's a perfect example. You and Brother Charles, Miss Judy, all of y'all are a perfect example because you know what, a lot of times we'll have a class and Miss Liz will come to me and say, you know, I've been studying this off of what continues, what we've already learned. She comes to me and says, you know what, I kept digging even more. Janet, you've done it in the Sunday school class. Remember, we spent almost two months just on what you brought us back after studying and you got a deeper understanding when you did that, remember? So the once again, we we have the same problem Peter has in our assumption philosophy. We assume that it's. But well, as Moses is there and Elijah is there, so guess what? It must be, you know, just like assuming every church, that, you know, that's flung out on the side of the road must be serving God. Wrong answer. Well, it's a church. That don't mean they are serving God. Right. They could be the gatekeeper of hell for all we know. <laughs> I'm just saying. So that's that's how that works. So did that answer your question? It's advertising. It's advertising. But then we're still. It does, but then. Yeah. But you know what? Just just let me tell you something. OK, let's not justify it. No, just, just uh, no I know you're not. I'm just saying let's let's think about this. I'm, I'm not saying your comments specifically, but that's what we do. We take our we spend our time justifying why that is OK. When guess what? If from day one, if somebody had stood up and said that is incorrect, stop it. Now, this is it. And guess what to bring more questions now, because the world to see that and go, oh, yeah, it's just another Jesus thing. But if they see a man carrying one bar. What is that? That's going to get you more questions. That's going to get you more questions Then, then, you know, well, y- you know, once again, you come out here, you look, we got a steeple. What about the steeple makes the church holy? Huh? Not a thing, but and yet, go try to take it down. What happens? How do we identify ourselves? We—I've been in churches where you know preachers have said. I've even said. I've even said it. Man, I want a church to look like a church. Well, what's the church supposed to look like? Yeah, yeah. It's supposed to look like what's on the inside, not what's on the outside. Because there's not a person here that got changed. Physically on the outside when they got saved. It was the inside. That's what, see, so we're going to pick on Peter about his assumption hey, let's build a temple. Well, guess what we did? We built a temple. Guess what we did? We, 21st century church, built a temple. Anybody care to argue with me about that? No, uh, exactly. Yes. And he was nailed and then hoisted up. So keep in mind. So that scripture, if I be lifted up, under me. That was a true picture Absolutely. Bingo. And you see, that would have begun the stretching of his arms. And when you read that his his joints were out of socket, all that prophecy, when you start reading that, that would have begun. Well, it's no different than when you when you when you when you make a depiction of the nail being right here. It, it couldn't. The hand couldn't hold the weight of his body. It had to be here. And if it was going to get the nerves and have the nerve damage that he was experiencing, so he would continue to experience continuous pain, it had to go through here. First off, and also, it had to go through here, or guess what? It would have been a bone broken if it went through. If the size of that nail would have broken a bone. What did scripture say about the bones? Bone. We all know that. Oh uh, the lamb, you could not, so here we go, so you, we are we getting this what so about the bone the, the not a bone in his body was broken, so that's why the nails had to go through here, right. see in the feet, you don't have that problem because there's more distance between the the tar- metaauurs, huh his weight, is not on. his weight is not hanging on right because he had to go up, okay, so let's yeah, let's get it, okay got to keep in mind when they when jesus after his crucifixion just just uh, you know and i taught this on the series of the cross, so like the cross the <laughs> 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 yeah well yeah that's why well that's why well they pierced the side first to prove post-mortem okay blood and water coming out of the heart okay coming in so Water is an enlarged heart. It is, um, it, it, you know, you're a nurse, you know. When you start getting fluid around the heart, that means you have heart. F- you start to have heart failure, right? Tell me I'm wrong. And you know, nurse is back there. We got any wrong. And when they have pierced his side and it pierced that, 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 that pericardium sac around his heart, guess what? Blood and water would have come out, which would have proved that he was dead. Okay? Okay? If i got to get a witness from the nurse back here, I can. Amen? Okay, but you you worked close enough. Yeah, but you slept in the Holiday Inn last night. Whatever, anyway. Now, look at this. We need to handle verse 34, and then we're going to stop. While he was saying this, okay, keep in mind, while Peter's jaws were unhinged, okay, a cloud formed and began to overshadow them, and they were afraid as they entered the cloud. Get that. They entered the cloud. God consumed them. Now, this is going to be the same type of cloud that led them out of Egypt, okay? Get that. And keep in mind, <laughs> he didn't just show up and started whispering from a, you know, in the cloud, vib- you know, in the old Jesus movies when he talked, you know, it was way over here and then you see the cloud vibrating or something like that. This cloud came and consumed them. They were in the midst of it. The cloud came and they entered into it. Now read the rest of that. Somebody re- read that. Somebody grab it and read it. Then a voice came out of the cloud. Whoa! <laughs> Say, a voice came from where? Out of the cloud. Now, where were they? In the cloud. <laughs> okay. Now keep going. Saying, "This is my son, the one I have chosen. Listen to him." Stop. <laughs> Listen to him exclamation point it wasn't a quiet it wasn't a conversation peter why aren't you listening to god jesus why why aren't you jesus i mean peter what's the problem why don't you seem to get things peter i don't understand you what what's going on peter you listen peter wake up why you think i'm yelling in church all the time <laughs> this is my son Listen to him. I'm pleased in him. Listen to him. First off, you shouldn't have been asleep, or you would have heard what he was telling Moses and Elijah, that he what was going on. Okay? If you'd heard that, you wouldn't have you, wouldn't have, you would have understood first off, Moses and Elijah don't get a temple. And Jesus don't get one right here. You know. Yeah. <laughs> want to go back to something listen to this go back to verse 32 now Peter and his companions had been overcome with sleep but when they were what fully awake they weren't groggy they weren't seeing an apparition they (laughs) they weren't you know like are you really talking to me you know it wasn't none of that they were fully awake they saw his glory and the two men standing with him notice that the word of God doesn't say their glory he just says the two men standing with them. Mm-hmm. Jesus is glory in the two men standing with them. Right. And so there was no deity placed on the two men. Right. None. None. And yet, Peter offered up this. Who do you build a temple to? Well, they built a temple to Buddha. <laughs> huh? Mm-hmm. Buddha's temples, I drive by one every day on my way to work. Okay? Yep. They built that. Please understand what's happening here. Peter, his assumption philosophy is is hurting, it's killing, It's, 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 it's hindering him. That's why he wouldn't have known how to serve, because, see, he assumed, hey, we're supposed to do this all right here, right now, but that's not the work you need to do here right now, Peter. Building a temple is not the work that needs to be done on this earth. That's not the work. That's why he didn't know how to serve. He's talking about building the temple. Jesus is talking about saving the lost and dying for the sins of those who are lost. Go ahead. Let's go to the next slide. We got time. I'm, I want to go on to get this slide in. The servant that did not know how to serve the legalist. Go to Galatians chapter two. Y'all got time for this? If you don't, you're getting in now anyway. Galatians chapter 2, go to verse 11. Now, this is post-Holy Spirit. This is after the Holy Spirit came. Now, let's look at this. Verse 11, but when Cephas came to Antioch, keep in mind, now he's called Cephas. Now, he's called the Rock. He's called Peter. Now, when Cephas came to Antioch, I opposed him to his face because he stood condemned. For prior to the coming of certain men from James, he used to eat with the Gentiles. But when they came, he began to withdraw and hold himself aloof, fearing the party of the circumcision. The rest of the Jews joined him in hypocrisy. With the result that even Barnabas, now keep in mind, Barnabas was a very devout man. But even Barnabas was carried away by their hypocrisy. But when I saw that they were not straightforward about the truth of the gospel, see how Paul addressed that picture? See how he addressed that picture and that picture and even that right there, the Lamb of God right there. See how he's addressing those things? Now, look at this. But when I saw they were not straightforward about the truth of the gospel, I said to Cephas in the presence of all. If you, being a Jew, live like the Gentiles and not like the Jews, how is it that you compel the Gentiles to live like Jews? We are Jews by nature and not sinners from among the Gentiles. Nevertheless, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but through faith in Christ Jesus, even we have believed in Christ Jesus so that we may be justified by faith in Christ Jesus and not by the works of the law. Since by the works of the law, no flesh will be justified. But if while seeking to be justified in Christ, we ourselves have been found sinners, is Christ then a minister of sin? May it never be. For if I rebuild what I have once destroyed, I prove myself to be a transgressor, transgressor. For through the law, I died to the law so that I might live to God. I have been crucified with Christ and it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me and the life which I now live in the flesh. I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. I do not nullify the grace of God for righteousness comes through the uh, if righteousness comes through the law, then Christ died needlessly. Real simple. Peter had gone back to his his Jewish roots and said, wow, he's, he's. he felt he, he became a legalist mm-hmm. it was only for a short period of time but he became a legalist and then he started because he was fearful of what people might think kind of what we do when we come through the church right what are they going to think about me how are they going to feel how do you think the visitors feel when they come in like you know past few weeks we've had some folks just come how do you think they feel how do you think they feel we don't know, do we? We really haven't talked to them. Most of the, some of the ones I talked to, they're like, "Thank you, appreciate that. I enjoyed it, or whatever." And you know, give God the glory. You enjoyed me, you enjoyed what God did. But how do you think Peter, switching gears, because you got to keep in mind this moment in Galatia. At the, this moment in Galatia, okay, this moment right here. When is it after? It's after Acts chapter 10. What happened in Acts chapter 10? No, no, that's Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 10 is when Peter was given the authority to eat anything and everything. And he went to Cornelius's house and he even said out of his own mouth, Now I know that salvation has come to the Gentiles. Yet now this happens after he came to that realization. See, it's not all of his problems happened while he was post-Holy Spirit. You see what I'm saying? This is after the Holy Spirit. He's saved. He's he's a leader in the church. He's all of these things. And it's just like being a church member for 40 years. All of a sudden, just like I preached this morning, you can forget about your salvation sometimes. And you forget to celebrate it. But it should be, because guess what? When we get to heaven, y'all, there's not going to be an end to the celebration. It's not going to be an end to the celebration. And you're not going to get tired of ever doing that. (laughs) You're not going to ever get tired. So Peter, though, after salvation, after the Holy Spirit, guess what he did? Mm -hmm. He picked up legalist ways. Haven't you picked up some things since salvation? Man, I need to assess myself. That's why Paul tells, tells us, examine yourselves examine you should be constantly under examination in comparison to what right here hold that up brother ernie mm-hmm. that's your owner's manual yeah. mm-hmm. that's your owner's manual so that's what peter did yep. exactly what he just did <laughs> some of them came from the church and they started doing this oh, that might be right uh, if it's not right, I might need you to just start doing it so I won't be an oddball standing out there. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay to be, we found out, it's okay to be the only flies in the milk. <laughs> okay? <coughs> there ain't nothing wrong with that, is it? It's okay, it'll work. Yeah. It, it'll work. <laughs> I know you don't. Well, I love you guys, Thank right. you very much. I appreciate it, brother. I love you, too. But it's okay. But if the world looks at us, mm. <laughs> <laughs> but look at what we're setting as a standard. Look what God has said as a standard. Is he got to do the same. Huh? Mhm. Because, because it's, it's always been there, exactly. It don't that it's right. And it don't if a whole cross or the, cross, mm-hmm. at the, end of the day it's the Yes. Come on. You're insulting Jesus. It's just like, it's like it. yeah no, it's just like the song Trinity sang this morning, the word reckless love. But you got to get the real definition of the word reckless before you start fussing about reckless. Mm. Know what it means, Eric? You know we know. That's why I have y'all define words. Get the understanding of the word before you start getting upset about how you know the word is used. It's not an insult to God. It's not an insult. You see, but but yet that we say is okay. Not you know what? That's not even my fight. Uh, you know what I mean? Hey, you know I. That Exactly. I'm, mean, You know, whoever gave it, you know, whatever. And, and and, I, you know, I'm not going to say we need to take that down. Not, you know, look, it's just like when the tea room got cleaned up. Wow. When y'all redid that, y'all went back to scripture and found out, hey, we got to do this right. Because guess what? ain't in there no more. And I commend Kim Pekulski. She said, just take the thing down. As a pastor, that's great. I'm like, she said it. <laughs> but no, really. Go ahead. <laughs> exactly. It's it's bingo. You see that's what we got to get. See the but, but legalism, you know, and 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 people got to keep in mind what people struggle with. They feel like they're part of a church if they contribute something that appears to be holy. If they sponsor a pew. I got I got a pew with my name on it. That, Yeah, but that's not saving you, and it's not saving anyone else, okay? And here's the deal. If you're giving to get recognized, I hope you enjoy that pew, because that's all you're getting. (laughs) Okay? But guess what? It's going to be hard to get this pew into heaven. God, I'm bringing my reward with me. Uh Uh-uh. Two men in a truck ain't going to show up at heaven with all your stuff that you gained down here (laughs) to unload it. That junk won't even be allowed. Okay? So Peter's problem was he didn't know how to serve because guess what? The (laughs) moment he started withdrawing himself from the Gentiles, guess what he stopped being? Yeah. Now we know he was going to the Jews and and, and and Paul was going to the Gentiles. I, I got that. That was when they finally defined their missions. OK, but Peter couldn't pick up the views of the legalist again. And that's what he was beginning to do. And Paul, guess what Paul had to do? Paul had to step up right there in front of everyone and tell them where he was wrong. That's a hard thing to do. You think these messages that I preach are easy? Y'all think, y'all think it's easy to do that? Knowing the tradition, knowing what people may think or may not think? See, I can't afford the assumption philosophy. I have to just do it. I have to just do it. Y'all, when y'all teach, you have to just do it. You can't just assume, you have to just go for it. You do. You know, not condemning anything in the past, but telling them, hey, look, this is this is what the word of God says. You're, you're measuring you're measuring your standard by a banner on the wall. And, and and that's not it. You know, we still haven't gotten. Now I'm looking at this Lord, this this thing here that they're going to call the Lord's Supper. And it's not. And starting in September. We start learning how to do the offerings. It's finally come. Time is here. Starting in September, the first Sunday, I'll start teaching you on how to do an offering. And that day, the ushers are not going to come up here and give a prayer and walk around and solicit money from you. They're not going to do it. We won't take up the offering until the end. And we're going to teach. And that month, we're going to teach about offerings so you understand how you should bring it. That's going to be hard for me, but for God, he's got it because he's given it to me. But can you imagine what's going to happen? Brother Dave, you're not passing the plate anymore. No, God never passed the plate. Everybody said, well, what about when God said, Peter, Paul said, take up a collection before I get there. Hold on. That's not your offering. (laughs) Okay, there's a difference. That's the difference. That's not your offering. So get ready. Scripture says to bring it to the Come on, Linda. Come on. And you're going to learn that. Just like you learned about the cross. Just like you learned about the cross. Just like you learned about angels. It was hard for some people to swallow that thing about angels, wasn't it? Wasn't it hard? Every Christmas, you know, Bonnie had to watch me snap. I, there were ornaments that were. You, she did snap her wings off. I snapped one of them, though. Got to get the ball going. It's hard though. When you think, for all these years, that's been holy, or representation of it. Any questions? No questions? No comments? Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Brother Eric Sims.